Hi everyone, we just wanted to make a quick note before we start the episode um, to our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. Please note that this episode does name someone who has recently died um, and contains discussion about violence against an Indigenous person. So if that is something that you are sensitive to, you might want to skip to a few minutes into the episode, which we'll put in the show notes. Like I've watched a whole season of House of Dragon in the past week. Mm. That to me is slay. You mm. know why? Because I fucking loved it. Yeah. That is slay. Hey, hot stuff, and welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest, the podcast. Thank you for spending time with us today or tonight or uh, you know, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. My name is Amanda and I am very pleased to be sitting across from my beautiful co-host. Her name, of course, as you know, is Miss Kara Aridi. Simply couldn't be Kara. Must be Kara <laughs> Very Aridi. pleased as well. Yeah. Lovely. Delighted. What a nice little polite way to introduce me. You're welcome. <laughs> How are you going today? I'm pretty good. I feel pretty good today. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel great. Great. I feel great. It's early-ish, not tired, feeling good, mm. got a fun weekend planned, life is good. How are good. you doing? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today. Mm-hmm. I had a, a bit of a rough day yesterday because I got my period and it's just like such a nightmare. Mm. Um And just feeling, you know, general stress about work and stuff like that. However, today is going to be a good day. I can feel it mm. and also woke up to some pretty good work news, you know. Things things are good today. Lovely. Lovely. I do love when I wake up and I ask you how you are and you say, I'm good. Because you're like, wow, I don't have to deal with the shit <laughs> no, today. No, that's not why. It's because I care <laughs> about you, but sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know, I know. Anyway, uh, today we wanted to be to do something a little bit different for what we have to be honest about because there's something that's kind of been on both of our minds quite a lot recently. We talked about it in a Patreon exclusive episode but felt like it was something really important for us to talk about in a public episode that's obviously going to reach a lot more people. Um, and we really wanted to discuss a lot of the race issues that are uh, very present in Australia, which I don't think is very obvious to an international yeah. audience. So we just wanted to bring some attention to a couple of things uh, that have happened recently um, that we think are important to know about, basically. Yeah, and like like Ducky just said, it's been on our mind recently and here in Australia, we do have a pretty, a pretty, first of all, shameful history of treating Indigenous people really poorly. Yes. Like a lot of racism, um, a lot of, you know, Indigenous deaths in custody and targeted attacks on them and stuff like that. And it's just in general, like everyday, mm. everyday racism that is just, you know, to, it's just it's kind of wild because it's targeted towards the oldest living culture in the world yeah. which you'd think like as like you know a country we should be so fucking proud of that but we're not no. instead we're just to treat them awfully but it has been on our mind and i think it originally it started with the uh case of Danelle wallam yes which like ducky said we did talk about on patreon exclusive episode but basically what happened there is that Danelle Wallen was a or is an indigenous pro netballer 
a queen. She's a queen. I love watching her play so much. Yeah. Like, I just need to have a moment for that because I find her so inspiring in so many ways. Yeah, Ducky's obsessed. Yeah. And yeah, maybe I'll get you to maybe I'll get you to quickly explain it then, considering you're the you're the pro the, on this one. The netball one. girly. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, yeah, Danelle Wallum is an Indigenous Australian uh, netball player, and she is actually only the third ever Indigenous Australian to be to make the Australian Diamonds team which is the Australian netball team it's a huge Mm. deal she's also come a long way uh, in such a short amount of time to get to the level that she's playing at is unbelievable she's just an incredible athlete she's incredible also an incredible person and I think that a lot of the time we can forget I think in Australia like Australia has this perception of itself that it's like not a racist country and it just so deeply is and it's really really shameful as Cara said people get their backs up so hard as well about that as well like when people say Australia is a racist country Australians get so offended because I feel like multiculturalism is just like pummeled into us because we do have a very multicultural society but that does not in, that does not automatically make us a more tolerant society just because we have yeah. a multicultural you know group of people living here exactly and so basically what happened is in order for the Australian diamonds to like do what they do pay the players what they pay them and all of that kind of stuff uh, they have sponsors that's mm-hmm. how a lot of sporting Uh, teams work Uh, even local sporting teams work that way which is kind of wholesome on a small (laughs) scale Um, but basically one of the well the major sponsor of the Australian Diamonds was Hancock Prospecting which is a mining company here in Australia and it is currently owned by Gina Reinhart Mm. she owns it right like yeah. I don't even she's know the, how huge businesses work, yeah. <laughs> but she she pulls all the strings. Her father created the company. Yeah, um, there she's the richest woman in Australia. That's pretty much what you need to know. She is she's, the richest woman in Australia, and she is that way because her company, you know, exploits the mm. environment, in particular Indigenous land. land. And when we say she's the richest woman in Australia, she's worth what, like twenty five billion dollars? Twenty seven US. Billion. Billion, yeah. 27 US dollars. (laughs) (laughs) And basically she literally, she was sponsoring the Australian Diamonds for 15 million Australian dollars, which I understand is still a lot of money, but oh my God, it's not really for her. You know what I mean? And it's also a tax write-off. Sorry. But it's just, it is. (laughs) Anyway, basically because of that, Hancock Prospecting was a relatively new sponsor of the Australian Diamonds and then Janelle Wallen was about to debut and because of that she has to wear the Australian Diamonds dress and it was going to have the Hancock Prospecting logo on it which Janelle Wallen asked if she could please not do that because Gina Reinhardt's father had said absolutely horrendous awful things about indigenous people and as well as that they have destroyed so much of the land and it's just not in alignment with her Mm. as an indigenous woman yeah and as well as this, the rest of the Australian Diamonds players backed her on it and said, we are also happy to not wear the logo, like, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. It was a pretty basic, you know, it was a pretty, in terms of like, I feel like it was very easy to see why Janelle Wallum had that uh, viewpoint and mm. why she felt that was very important to her as a person, as an Indigenous woman, as a player, yeah. to not wear a logo associated with someone or not someone necessarily but a company yeah who has had such an awful long-lasting effect on indigenous cultures absolutely and yet <laughs> and yet and yet uh, for some reason the facebook people could not 
like as in the people on Facebook, yeah. simply could not comprehend why Danelle Wallen would want to do this. And it was just baffling to me because yeah. it's like the entire Australian Diamonds community, like all of the people who the coaches, the staff, the players all supported Danelle Wallen on this. Not only that, we have to remember the fact that Danelle Wallen has not been playing at this level of netball for very long. She is fresh and new and is probably going to have a long career with the diamonds but she's right at the beginning of it it is a huge stance to be taking and a very very important stance for her to be taking like that what she is doing for the indigenous people in australia by taking that stand and by also then being a really strong role model to young indigenous people who may want to play sport at a high level but do have concerns like this and stuff like that it says a lot to her strength and what she is willing to do for Mm. her community. And I I really do applaud her for what she's done. However, much of the Australian public has not done that, which is really disheartening to see. I think a lot of the Nepal community is incredibly supportive of her. And I kind of have this like, I had my blinkers on, I think, for a moment because, you know, I'm watching the Nepal. It's all so fun and inspiring. And I'm watching Danelle Wallam and the way she speaks and the way that, you know, so many people are supporting her and are excited for her and her debut for the Diamonds. But then I see all of these people commenting such nasty things on Facebook about her, saying how she should even be grateful for the opportunity, how like social, wait, what did Gina Reinhart say? Because this kind of sums it up. Gina Reinhart basically said that sport shouldn't be a place for social commentary and politics. So basically what she was saying was Danelle Wallum should shut up, play sport and not try and make a social stance about Indigenous rights via her stance in the netball team which is just like it's just so like typical right it's mm. like of course you would say that because yeah. you know these companies profit off people not standing up not like they're of being silent on mm. not saying things that matter like these companies profit off exploiting people yeah. and environment simply because they hope that no one's going to realize what yeah, they're doing exactly and and the fact that like so many people you know, white people are commenting stuff like this on Facebook. I was like, do people really think this way? Do people really like they were saying things like that? But of Mm. course, they're white people who literally don't experience this kind of discrimination and could literally never understand. However, they act like they can understand in some way. Yeah. So basically what ended up happening with this is there was a bit of back and forth for a while and Danelle Wallum ended up saying, it's fine, I'll just wear the dress. Like, literally, she was, like, probably so defeated at that point. Which all... speaks for itself how, you know, ridiculous the process was in terms of, like, how we don't listen. We didn't listen. We're listening to her as a country. Mm. You know, obviously, like I just said, uh, Gina Reinhart and Hancock Prospecting did kind of get their backs up about mm. it as well. And then eventually they pulled out this, they pulled out of the sponsorship. So yeah. uh, Netball or the Diamonds lost $15 million in sponsorship. Yeah. So basically like Danelle Wallum said one day, uh, final just wear the dress. And the next day Gina Reinhart pulled the funding but was still kind enough to donate $1 million. Is that really what she did? Yeah. Wow. I know. How, how generous. Oh, just... It's the whole thing is so infuriating and the diamonds have now found a new sponsor, which is great. And it's like, it's all going to be fine. And also, um, Danelle Wallum is really shining. She got the winning goal against England and 
you know, it's it, she was really shining in that moment, and I really think that that showed. Uh, it's one of those m- moments that you feel that's like, it's really really nice that she got to have that moment amongst all of the fucking press that she was mm. experiencing and all of the discrimination she's been experiencing to be in a space, a safe space in the netball community to get such an amazing goal and to be celebrated not only by her own team but by the team that she was against and like everything like that. It's pretty incredible. Mm. And I think that whilst we have that that positive side of things and the fact that, you know, this is going to be – she's going to be on the Australian netball team for a really long time. She's such a talented player. And I'm so glad of the way that she can be that role model, like I said, to young Indigenous people to show them that they – can do these kind of things um, and is and really lead the way. I think that she's going to be a role model for many, many years to come um, for many people, which is amazing. But I suppose the sad part of all of this is it's this way that Australia says so much that we've moved forward as a country. Mm. And I think this experience, as well as what Cara is about to talk about, really indicates the fact that as a country, we we haven't really moved forward no we haven't and i think yeah that's evident not only in the way that we treat indigenous people but in the way that we respond to news stories about our treatment of indigenous people yes um like i mentioned earlier indigenous deaths in custody have gone up Mm. in recent years everyone thinks that we've gotten better we've gotten you know there's more talk about changing the date of australia day to respect indigenous people and like more talk is the like is the where's the action exactly where's the action there's you know we recently um and by recently i mean maybe in the past few years we recently made it so that you can't walk up Uluru, mm. which is an indigenous landmark in central Australia. Mm. And it's just, you know, all these little, little, not, not little necessarily because like they are important, but all these things everyone points to is like, of course we care. Like look at the way we've progressed. But then we also have not only Janelle Wallum, mm. this whole situation, but we also have a young boy, examples of this where a young boy, Cassius Turvey, 15 years old, lives in Perth. He was recently killed mm. in what was an allegedly a, a racially motivated attack because someone thought that he had done something. And because of the incredible racism that we have towards Indigenous Australians and this just sense of entitlement that we can treat them the way that we want to treat them, Cassius Turvey was beaten with a metal rod, allegedly, and he eventually died in hospital a few days later. Mm. His family had to turn off his life support, which is just one of the like saddest stories I think I've heard all year. And it's sad for so many reasons. First of all, because he was 15, because he was, you know, an innocent young boy who was targeted for something that, you know, not only did he, it did it not look like he did because, you know, the idea was that this person who was um, attacking him thought that he had committed a crime just recently, like mm-hmm. smashed windows or something like that. You know, not that, that doing that, even if he did, which it doesn't seem like he did, even not that that is even like a, a reason to get mm. beaten with a metal rod, but it's the way that this story didn't even make it into the mainstream news cycle, really. Yeah. Like, because it involved an Indigenous boy, a 15-year-old, who lost his life. And as a country, we don't care to give airtime to that. Mm. If it was a 15-year-old white boy we probably would have heard about it instantly, instantly, everywhere, every news channel, because it would have been considered a tragedy, but it's almost like we consider indigenous deaths, just another thing that happens every day because it does happen every day. Mm. And 
there are so many different systemic issues in place that make us think whether we are doing it consciously or not, Mm. white Australia believes that their lives are worth less. Mm. And that is just the most like disgusting, shameful thing I could like, I'm, I'm, I just feel so much shame Mm. when I think about this because at the end of the day, like this was a child, an innocent child who literally his life is, was ended because he was an indigenous boy. Yeah. And you can't paint it any other way. Like that's just, that is just, what happened and there is nothing that anyone can do to you know make that up to him make it up to his family there's nothing that anyone can do to fix it now it's done and the thing that really got me was that people you know are insistent this was not a racially motivated attack and i just think that speaks to the incredible ignorance of australia We want to turn a blind eye to these things so that we don't have to deal with them, as in Australia as a whole. Yeah. Uh, It it feels easier because we feel, um, well, this is my opinion. I I think that us as a country really think, like we've said, that we've come a long way and that we're not a racist country. And we don't want to accept the fact that there are still so many race issues Mm. in this country not only the treatment of indigenous australians but the treatment of anyone who isn't white in this country it exists like and it's it is shameful as kara mentioned it's really really sad and the fact that you know we hear about these things now because of social media we Mm -hmm. don't hear about these things in the mainstream media because mainstream media doesn't really want us to know about it yeah unless social media starts picking up on it and then mainstream media will start covering it but it's like it's not the big dogs doing the work to uh, make this happen It's, it's honestly i heard about this mostly through at first through indigenous people that i follow Mm. and that in itself is horrifying Mm -hmm. because why should these people who wake up every day and are directly affected by all these racial injustices that we put onto them whether it's like you know people who are just blatantly racist Mm. or if it's people who are just not analyzing their their viewpoints their opinions their actions they wake up every day and they have to deal with that in the world. And these are the people who have to draw attention to people in their community being killed, being mm. exploited, being harmed. They're doing the emotional labor that they shouldn't have to do. But like that is the world that we live in. Yeah. And it's just so that's what I mean when I said there's so many different layers of shame, because there is just like so many, so many ways that we are not doing enough mm. to protect and to honor and respect the people who literally were here first, who mm. own this land, who this land is theirs. Like we are here, like essentially as guests, right? Mm. Like this is not our country at the end of the day. So, you know, with all that being said, obviously with Cassius Turby, his family are deeply mourning the loss of this young boy. Mm. Um, he, someone has been, um, charged with his murder i believe Mm. um and that trial has yet to obviously occur because only kind of came to light a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. but there has been a gofundme set up to help cassius's family um in the wake of his death um you know funeral costs and just in general obviously Mm. it's difficult to go on after a loss like this Mm. so we have made a small donation as to be honest 
and we will also pop the GoFundMe link in the show notes. So if any of you want to donate any amount of money or just share the link, if you don't, if you're not in the position to donate, share the link, you know, on your Facebook, on your Instagram, or just even like look up a few articles about it and Mm. share those because no matter where you are in the world, I think we've seen in the past few years that there are incredible ways that social media can further these stories that usually wouldn't leave the confines of countries like Australia. Mm. And I think we hear a lot about issues within America and stuff like that. But I think that if it goes the other way and we all kind of like stand together, it can make it easier for honestly, like maybe pressure to put on the country, Mm. pressure to put on people and stuff like that to make a difference and to make a change. So we'll, we'll leave the GoFundMe in the show notes. And we just wanted to talk about that because this episode is going to be quite lighthearted as you can probably tell by the title, yeah. but that has been on our mind and yeah, we thought it was really important to talk about publicly because we did talk about it on our Patreon and mm. it's just, it's important, you know, as two white women here, mm. like we're so privileged. I think it's important to just bring light to it in whatever way we can. Obviously we have a small community here, but I think it's everyone's responsibility within mm. Australia to be doing that because like we've just said, we don't acknowledge it enough. Mm. Okay, a bit of a change in tone and pace. Um, We are going to talk today about how to enter your sleigh era. Yes, we are. Now, as we know, Kara is in (laughs) her sleigh era. I'm like not in my sleigh era, but I'm going to try and give as much advice as I can. Uh, We really feel like, I feel like last year we kind of had like hot girl summer things happening and uh, sleigh era seems to be the thing that's happening this year. Sleigh is such an interesting like like trend that's come up, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone's I love like it. Slay. <laughs> so yeah we really wanted to talk about this and uh give both of our perspectives on the slate era yeah. so yeah what do you have for me okay i think what we first need to talk about is that you need to believe in the sleigh oh okay because like we just said it is a trendy thing that we've spoken about recently it's come up We have people like Bella Hadid and Gigi Hadid talking about it. It can seem a little bit like frivolous, Mm. silly on the surface. Look, it is a bit of those things. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that it can't be beautiful in your own life. Everything that you want to be true can be true. That's just my opinion. Okay. You're not feeling me right now. No. Why not? That's right. No, no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, all right, I'm here. I think you don't believe in the sleigh. I think you're not believing in the sleigh. Really? Yeah. Your your attitude right now is telling me you don't believe in the sleigh. Okay, I'll try and change the tune. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be able I th- I think the important thing is to literally be like having fun with it and mm. to be like this is something that I believe in. This is something that I want to do. Like yes, it's fun and silly, but it's also like just about being my best self and living my best life and mm. acknowledging things big or small that I'm thriving in. Okay. Believe in the sleigh. Believe in the sleigh. Believe that every day can be a sleigh. Okay. Yeah. I have to say something that I'm trying to do at the moment is embrace the Mm pre-sleigh phase of my life. Yeah. Because I do feel the pre-sleigh is what I'm in. Yeah. In some way. Because I can feel things kind of like bubbling under the surface, but like I'm not doing well, if that makes sense. Yeah, we're not going to call it a flop because that's just not, I I don't feel like flop is a sleigh term no um but basically i'm kind of like we can't just like instantly slay you know like i see others around me slaying and i'm like i want to be slaying however 
I can't just like expect it to happen instantly. I need to embrace the pre-slay phase of my yeah. life. I mean, look, I, I think I went through like 10 months of like definitely not slay. Do you feel like that was your pre-slay era? Yeah, I guess so. I guess it was. And it was pre. When we talk about pre-slay era, here's the things that I want to like kind of like talk about. Mm-hmm. Because at the moment, I'm like, I really do feel like I'm, you know, things are hopefully improving. And I'm like, I think the things that are preparing me for my slay are the thing, the little things that I'm doing. Like I'm doing like small things that are really going to add up. And once they get there, like I'll be full slaying, if that makes sense. (laughs) But I'm not expecting all of those things to happen overnight. And I feel like when we talk about like habits in general, this is obviously a thing that like you can't just like expect you to yourself to change your life overnight. Mm-hmm. Not possible. We can't enter a new era overnight. Not possible. No. We need to gradually get there. Yeah. And I think like in terms of like, you know, we basically just need to care for ourselves and give ourselves what we need in order to get to our best version of ourselves. Like, look, slay is just another word for like feeling great in yourself, feeling yeah. great in your life, doing things that you feel proud of and excited for. And, you know, sometimes life just keeps on coming mm. and it can feel like that's out of your control entirely. Yeah. Like I had like 10 months before, like I said, 10 months before my slay era when it started a couple months ago <laughs> where I was like, you know, absolutely feeling like everything was heavy, everything was hard Mm. things just like weren't feeling good and like it wasn't even that I could point to like necessarily like really really awful things that had happened I mean a few like things had happened in my life that I was like oh this this sucks and stuff like that yeah but like it wasn't like you know I was deeply I don't know like affected by a crazy event Mm. every day of my life I just wasn't feeling good. And so, you know, it really kind of culminated in like, how was I going to make my life better, I guess, in a way. And like, you know, was that through different work? Was that through prioritizing certain aspects of my health? Was that Mm -hmm. by changing my routine? Like things like that. This is kind of perfect because next week we have um, Michelle B on the podcast who talks about, you know, uh, sustainable habit making Mm. and productivity tips but you need to make sustainable changes because you can't keep something in place if it's a quick fix that you're going to not be able to keep up over time yeah i think when we think about the pre-slay and like getting ourselves it sounds so silly calling everything a slay but like when we think about things that we want to do to make ourselves feel better i i feel like we think about the little things that will add up over time like for me personally it's like I know I'm productive in the morning so it's like getting up early and like doing things that are going to make me feel good and set me up for a really good day that's part of my pre-slay routine some would say uh and I think we all have the things that make us feel good so it's not going to look the same for Mm. everyone basically absolutely yeah No matter what area of your life you're in right now, no matter what phase you're in, I think it's a really good idea to think like, what isn't working for me right now? Mm. And how does that, and you can take it one thing by one thing. Like you don't have to do it all at once. In fact, I'd probably say don't do it all at once. No, absolutely Like I would say, you know, be like, okay, what's not working for me right now? Maybe you're really struggling to feel energized look I'm here with you don't worry but energized in the morning Mm. you know I'm waking up and feeling tired or like throughout the whole day I'm feeling tired and like not really that good not really that motivated to do anything is that because you need to prioritize a better sleep routine Mm -hmm. is that because 
If you're like me and you're a low iron girly, you need to be taking some iron tablets or getting your blood tested to see if you like have low B12, low iron and stuff like that. Is it because there's something in your life that's not like giving like, you know, day to day that's not giving you energy and stuff like that. Mm. All these things like they're definitely easier said than done, but just have a think about it because even small changes can really make a difference, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think even on a personal level, like for me, something that has really helped me, like literally I've only noticed it like this week and Mm. it's been something I've been trying to do for so long, but it's setting boundaries with work. So I used to work seven days a week and I have a few different jobs that I'm doing And I honestly just felt like I never had any time to rest. I was constantly waking up anxious, thinking about everything I had to do. But now I've been really trying to set clear boundaries of like, okay, I work between the hours of usually, ideally, uh, sometimes I'll start as early as 7am, but I try not to work past 5pm. Mm-hmm. right and then at the same time I'm also trying to commit to not working weekends and I feel like these are things that I'm like felt so unattainable for so long but then once I started really just trying to practice those like micro slays mm-hmm. if we want to call them like things that are going to really make me feel better long term it has gradually added up you yeah. know what I mean it's the same as like I can't be bothered cooking myself a nourishing dinner And then like just doing it once and being like, wow, that made me feel kind of good. Like, let's try Mm -hmm. and do it again and things like that. I feel like it's like basic uh, habit tracking in a way, but it's really trying to tap into what actually makes me feel good and what is going to make me slay. Okay, let's talk about micro slays because you did just mention them. Yes. I think that we need to take more time to celebrate the micro slays because... The reality is, is that you can't be, you know, having these big slays all the time. Mm. Always. It's just not possible. Some days you will slay in less obvious ways than others. It's true. (laughs) And the micro slays add up. Honestly, like I, I'm not even kidding. Like this is going to sound, this is what I mean. It sounds silly, but I think it like, I can't even explain the mindset shift it's almost had. I honestly, actually, you know what? I can't explain it. It's the fact that. (laughs) I feel like since I've been like joking, quote unquote, about me being my slayer, it's era. It started off as a joke, uh-huh. but then I was, it was like such a like funny joke that all our friends started like putting in and like we're doing on the podcast. I started thinking about it more. I started embracing it more. And then I started thinking like every single day, what am I like proud of myself for today? Mm. Almost. I think that's pretty much what we can look at this as of like, what am I proud of myself for? Or like, what was great about today? What made me feel good today? What was like, a really great addition or a really great part of my day. Mm. And that's not always going to be something like, oh, today I did this incredible thing at my job or today I played my best game ever at this sport that I do recreationally. Mm. It can literally be like today I took some time out to read a chapter of my book, Mm. Slay. That is Slay. Or today I really love – I watched a a, – I watched an episode of the show that I love and I loved it. Slay. Good Slay. for you. Today I made myself Vegemite on toast for breakfast because it's my favorite. Slay. slay. If that is the best part of your day, that is fine. That's so slay. That's so slay. And then, honestly, I would say if you are celebrating those micro slays, you should, that's a slay. Celebrating the micro slays is a slay in itself. Agree. Agree. Yeah, I think it is about the fact that you, even on like bad days, quote unquote, you can feel really, you can still find good in them, Mm. even if it means tomorrow I'm going to make a better day 
or I got through this bad day. Today was a really dark day. I got through it. Mm. Or in this way, I really cared for my cared for myself today, even though I wasn't feeling very good. Mm. There's always something to be proud of yourself for, which that sounds cheesy, but like, I think it's true. Like, yeah. and it does make a difference when you're thinking. And this is what I was saying. Like, I think every single day since we've been joking about my sleigh era, I have been thinking like, what am I, what, what was a sleigh today? And that mm. always translates to what am I happy that I did? What am I proud of myself for? What mm. am I feeling good about today? And that's just like a thing that kind of has like a knock on effect. Yeah. I think, I think it's like this reminder that like not every day has to be like the best day of your life or like you doing the most that you could possibly do in, in fact, order for you to be slaying. In fact, every day cannot be no. the best day of your life or the big, the biggest slay of your life. No, and that doesn't mean that your slay era is over. No. And I think that's what's really, really important is like a lot of the time, like, you know, for example, me getting my period yesterday, I was like, eh. I feel so shitty. I am not slaying today. But that doesn't mean that the next day I won't slay, Mm -hmm. you know? And that doesn't mean that all the work that I've been doing on changing my mindset and feeling really proud of myself and feeling good about myself, that doesn't mean that all that just dissipates just because I've had one day that is off or a week that is off, you know? Things happen and I think it's important that we be kind to ourselves. And even though slay era can kind of feel like a joke, like it's actually great to... Uh, create this relationship with yourself where you do feel a sense of pride, where you do feel uh, forgiveness for yourself for having days where you are not feeling your best, for having mm-hmm. days where perhaps you don't do what you intended to do that yeah. day. Like these parts are such an important part of being human, being kind to ourselves and really like uh, practicing practicing that empathy for ourselves because we Mm. can probably do it for other people but doing it for ourselves like if Kyra came to me and said I'm just so not slaying today (laughs) I'd be like that's fine that doesn't mean that you're not going to slay tomorrow and that doesn't mean that you're not slaying in general yeah it just means that today's an off day but then saying that to myself is like a totally different story exactly it goes back to that whole like thing of like speak to yourself the way you would speak to your best friend Mm. which we so so rarely well actually I would I would hope never but I would never speak to you the way that I would speak to myself oh, sometimes. No, no. And I would never speak to, honestly, anyone, even if it was a stranger, the way I speak to myself sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I hope that that's the same for everyone else because we can be our own harshest critic. Yeah. And that is, you know, it's very hard to combat that. I think that's something that we learn from such a young age. I think it is almost like a way of being human that we're this hard on ourselves because mm. maybe we're not meant to be evolutionarily this self-aware. Maybe it's that, but um, Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's an evolutionary flaw. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's just being being kind, being compassionate with yourself and understanding that. I almost think at the same time that if you are so down on yourself because you had a one-off day mm. or even a couple of off days, you're not feeling great, thing, life has just been coming at you, things haven't been feeling as good as they as you want them to feel, mm. getting into that um, mindset of like, oh, my God, I'm just like in such a shitty space right now. I'm just not doing well. Mm. That can feed into your, you know, your next day and your next day and your next week and your next month. And I have definitely been there before. Like I have just been like going through the motions, not believing that things like were going to feel better and almost like – like resigning myself to the feeling like that's just how I felt mm. day to day, like not even that, but not, not that good. Yeah. But if you kind of approach it in the way that's like, what I found is really helpful is approaching it in the way that's like, okay, today's been bad. Maybe like 
or yesterday before that was bad. But like tomorrow can be a lot better, even if it's just, you know, not the best day of my life, not the best thing that's ever happened to me in the past, you Mm. know, few months, but still better than today in a tiny way. And think of one thing that can make you feel better. Okay. What did I not do today? That would make me feel better tomorrow. Is it that I woke up and I didn't have like didn't have breakfast or I didn't have like a breakfast that actually gave me energy. Mm. Okay. Tomorrow I'll wake up even if it's 10 minutes earlier, just to make a breakfast that makes me feel good. Mm. Or maybe it's getting out of the house before you start work, before you go to work, Mm. going for a quick walk, like literally a five minute walk around the block. Things like that accumulate and they can have a knock on effect that can just make your life feel lighter and Mm. better over time. I think. Yeah. I think it's important for us to also note that, uh, everything, everyone's going to feel different. There are things that are going to make everyone feels slay mm-hmm. and things that are going to make people feel not slay uh for example early mornings are my thing and like that makes me feel slay getting up early and like getting things done before i start work whereas some people like to wake up and start work straight away or mm-hmm. go to work straight away and i think that um we need to really tap into like in the world of social media and all those kind of things it can be a lot it can be easy to see what other people are doing and think oh i need to do that in order to make me feel good an example is the fact that like i'm just not a yoga girly I've like really tried to get into it but like it just doesn't work for me that well Mm -hmm. I don't find it um to be something that I enjoy whereas I I really like going to Pilates and so instead of going to yoga which is what I think I should do in order to slay I go to Pilates which is like something that actually makes me feel slay Mm -hmm. Uh, and we all have different things that that make us feel good and I think it's really really important we tap into that and also tap into what brings us joy because like obviously there are things we don't like to do that like accumulate uh, to making us slay like for example like cleaning the kitty litter do I enjoy doing that (sighs) absolutely not but do I feel slay when I've done it and it's clean and they can go for a poo yeah (laughs) does that make sense of course it makes sense yeah right so there's like things like that that it's like obviously it doesn't bring me joy to do it but it's like it it makes me feel slay and well, you know like cleaning cleaning the house in general yeah like would my time be more enjoyable spent doing something else probably however every time you walk to your room you'd see a messy kitty litter and that would be not slay that would be not slay yeah so i think that it's really important for us to note that for everyone it's different for everyone there are things that we don't love doing that we need to do in order to slay and that's okay uh and yeah i think it is super important to just we talk about this a lot in the podcast but to just remember like it's really not in any way beneficial to be comparing yourself to others to be seeing and also to be assuming what other people are thriving in because Mm. as we've spoken about a million times whether it's an influencer or it's an acquaintance on Instagram or it's some random person or it's someone on TikTok that just comes up on your for you page everyone is putting their best foot forward online like so few so few people are actually saying like here are my here are the ways that I didn't win today here are the mm-hmm. ways that I did like even if you know I'm not trying to say people are being inauthentic or disingenuous but like even when people sometimes do that it's under the guise of like they feel better about it than they actually did in the moment yeah and I'm not trying to say that everyone you know has this like negative cycle of like talking to themselves but a lot of us do I would say like most people have really like you know 
difficult habits and difficult mindsets that we struggle to kind of get through. And maybe Mm. in hindsight, we can create really motivational posts and there is a place for that. But if we look at those posts, like if we look at someone saying like, today I had a really bad day, so I did X, Y, and Z and I turned it around or like, here's how I did my side of my morning today. And it Mm. was by doing, you know, making a green smoothie and then going for a run and then going, going to yoga and then doing this and then doing that and then starting work. Like these are all things that, we cannot compare to our own lives because we actually don't know what's going on in the background with these people. Like we don't know, like if they woke up and they actually thought I really cannot be fucked today, but I need to film this video and they Mm. just faked it the whole time. We can't tell if the day before they had a really depressing day. We can't tell if the next day something awful is going to happen to them. That's going to make them feel like shit. Mm. And it's just, you know, all these things are so easy to forget when we are looking at like a screen, when we're looking at someone someone's tiny snippet of their life Mm. like literally like a 60 seconds pieced together throughout their morning that is not something to be compared to because you're living every second of your life yeah you're not living every second of theirs so just don't i just think it's important not to compare in general um you can take inspiration you can take motivation but comparison is so rarely productive i feel yeah i i totally agree I guess to end the Slay Era segment, I'd love if you could share a few things that are making you feel Slay at the moment. This is a great question. I honestly feel like my Slays are so wide ranging and diverse. Wow. I can't even tell you. Like, you know, the other day I felt Slay at work because I just, I felt like I wrote a great article. I was just feeling fresh and revitalized all day had a team meeting with my my new colleagues amazing slay i slayed Mm. at my job a couple days before that i didn't feel slay at work Mm. but i felt slay in the way that i spoke to myself in the wake of not feeling slay at work does that make Mm. sense Mm. like i think a lot of the time my feeling like the things that i'm at the end of every day or throughout the day that i'm saying like that was slay to myself, which I genuinely say every single day. <laughs> I think about it every day because I'm finding it such a positive reinforcement to yeah. think about good things in my day and things that I'm proud of myself for. A lot of them comes back to the way that I've spoken to myself and the way that I have done something that has helped my life in some way. Mm. Even if it's, like I said before, like I've watched a whole season of House of Dragon in the past week. Mm. That to me is slay. You know why? Because I fucking loved it. Yeah. That is slay. Because I've been watching it. I didn't, I've not been watching it out of like a feeling of laying in bed, being unmotivated, being depressed. I've been watching it from a place of, I love this show. Mm. I want to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it and have some alone time because I've, you couldn't care less. No. <laughs> <laughs> so have some alone time. And then I'm going to talk about it with my other friends who love watching it and stuff mm. like that. And that to me is slay as well. Mm. And also what slay is having a bad day and then being like, instead of, instead of thinking, Oh my God, this is so like, I feel so shitty. Like I feel so embarrassed. I feel like tomorrow is going to be bad. What if tomorrow is bad? How am I going to get out of this? I had this tendency of worrying that if I have like a bad day, that it's going to feed over into like a bad week, a bad month because, Mm -hmm. um, mental health wise, I do, that has happened to me quite a lot. And you know, if, if that happens, I try now to be like, okay, how am I going to kind of get out of that funk? Mm. That is a sleigh. Nice. It's just, you know, there, there is a sleigh to be found every day. Yeah. What makes you feel slay? 
Well, what makes me feel slay is being a good teammate and leader at netball. Yep. Which I think that I've been embodying that lately. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been trying to... I feel like somehow I end up in leadership roles in my life, which it doesn't really make sense to me because like I can be really, really shy and socially anxious sometimes. However... What, what are you... I'm thinking... I'm just thinking that, like, it makes sense to me because you put so much of your self-worth on succeeding. No, but I don't think it's that. I like being a leader. I think I just feel insecure about it sometimes. Right. Like, I really like trying to be a positive leader in, mm. like, a sporting space or in a... Bringing w- people together. Bringing people together. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. Bringing people together yeah. makes me feel slay. And lately I've been really feeling like, you know... I have in the past have a habit of like wanting to succeed so much and really uh, focusing so much on the end goal being like a win at netball and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Whereas lately I feel like I've really changed this mindset and I'm really enjoying just like being a member of a positive team and trying to be a good leader and make other people feel good Mm -hmm. um, about their game and about moving their body and about showing up every single week. Like I think that's a really, really positive thing. Um, and I feel slay and proud of myself for that. Lovely. That is definitely a slay. I also feel slay because I'm entering my frozen yogurt era. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the thing is, is re-entering, that, we should say re-entering. Re-entering. <laughs> and I'm excited because I'm going to be going to Melbourne and Melbourne has the best vegan frozen yogurt on earth at go j shout out go j um, if you're listening <laughs> i'll see you every day when i'm there because i simply can't get enough and if you're in melbourne you need to go to go j it's literally the fucking best however we have a yochi on the gold coast yeah. and i i really just like frozen yogurt just brings me joy it's so good i'm not an ice cream girly and it's like weird for me because i like love sweets and desserts yeah but i'm not a i'm not an ice cream girl but frozen yogurt does it for me it's and interesting because i can't really i can't really explain the difference but they do have such an obvious difference so obvious but, but so I, not can obvious. you explain it because i no, simply can't i can't but it just is and so i'm entering my frozen yogurt era which is great because frozen yogurt brings me joy mm-hmm. i love going and getting frozen yogurt with others mm-hmm. i might even get some frozen yogurt today and like I, that's something that I do that brings me joy and I'm excited to be in that era. Okay. Amazing. In another way that I'm slaying, mm-hmm. I have asked for help mm-hmm. in yeah. a sense that I've hired an assistant to help me, which is deeply necessary and long overdue. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like proud of myself for slaying in that way, because I think a lot of the time when we think about slaying, we can sometimes relate it to things like that girl routines and having a hot girl summer where we need to like do everything ourselves and be a girl boss, a she yo. (laughs) Okay. That's not me. Okay. At one point in my life, I thought that's what I wanted to be. I thought I wanted to be this working girly who slays every day in that way. Work is your whole life. Work is my whole life. It's since then I've realized how much joy I feel when I'm not working. Shocking. Mm. And yeah. so uh, as, I, as I step away from placing so much worth in my work, it's been really healthy for me um, to hire someone to help me because uh, I get to enjoy my life more and not be super stressed and all that kind of stuff. And I think that it's important to remind ourselves that Sometimes taking the step back, sometimes not doing the thing instead of doing the thing, in my case, not doing the work instead of doing the work, sometimes that is the sleigh. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think that's a really good reminder. What else have I been 
slaying. You've been slaying and reading. I've been slaying and reading. I read. I've read about an eighth of a book, which is quite good for me. It's mm-hmm. Malibu Rising. Um, Cara bought it for me literally probably a year ago. A year ago, I think it was in January of this year. You bought mm. it for me. I finally found the time to read some Malibu Rising, and it was lovely. Yeah, it's a great book. Read. It's almost like I bought it for you because I knew you'd like it. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> doing these things is just so slay. It is. And look, I yeah, hope... But you know what is the slay there? Is the fact that you're taking time to yourself to read, be mindful, enjoy something, relax. Yeah. Get into a different world, get out of your own head. That is the slay, as well as enjoying Taylor Jenkins' read, who is incredible. Yeah. Can I say a spoiler of what I think is going to happen? If you are going to read uh, Malibu Rising and you don't want to hear a potential spoiler, I have no idea what Ducky's about to say. It's probably going to be wrong. Um, <laughs> she's looking at me like, how do you say that? But it probably is because it's a prediction, right? Yeah. Skip ahead. I think Hud's going to die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. That's not really a spoiler anyway. Because so. he doesn't die. Well, because you're not saying, I'm not saying yes or no, and oh. you're not saying, you don't know. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for being here and listening to today's podcast. Uh, if you really like our podcast and you'd love bonus episodes, well, yeah, I understand. Um, we, what do you know? We have them available. We do. So we do four bonus episodes every single month. We upload them to our Patreon. And uh, yeah, you can pay five Australian dollars per month and get two of those. Or you can pay nine Australian dollars per month and get four of those. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to support our podcast if you would like to do so in that way. And yeah, we appreciate you regardless. Um, But yeah. In the meantime, let us know ways that you slay and even if you are not feeling like you're in your slay era, I know that you can be. We know that that is ahead for you. Mm. So until the next episode, slay. Or enjoy the pre-slay. Or enjoy the, or enjoy the pre-slay. <laughs> Love you lots. Love Thanks you guys. for being here. Bye. Have a great day. Bye.